0: what's up everybody welcome back to the show it's just me on this episode just me your host drew heifetz on vintage and stuff no guests today kind of just wanted to check in with everybody um because i haven't been posting any podcasts in a minute it's been over a week back. I'm at home right now. I'm on my two-week quarantine because I was traveling. I just got back from LA. Uh, LA was my first trip in eight months, my first real trip in eight months, especially back to America. And it was a weird experience. I tell you, Um, what are my observations from traveling to LA? Well, through this whole pandemic, through this whole crazy time we're living in right now, you know, you hear so much fake news, so much conspiracy theories, so much just there's too much to take in. There's too much. It's hard to make up make up your mind of what's going on. But I'm just going to tell you what I saw in L.A. Uh, anyway, obviously traveling. It's a bit different now. Full masked up. You know, they actually the planes were kind of full, which was whack because I thought for sure they would have social distancing on the planes. But the plane down to L.A. was pretty full and not so happy about that. Um, But other than that, traveling was pretty much as normal. You know, I got my rental car super easy. Vancouver Airport was dead. LAX was pretty dead, although a lot busier than Vancouver. Um, yeah, but the first thing I noticed when I got to my hotel was that they had fenced it off. It's a motel, so it's pretty open. The parking lots are open. They totally fenced it off. And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, well, we had to, um, we had to fence it off or we're, you know, we locked the gate at night, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, this is obviously a sign of the times. Uh, they probably started that during all the, the, uh, protesting going on in LA And fair enough. There's like no occupancy in that hotel. Also, that hotel is pretty dead. And they're saying they might have to sell the hotel now, which is a hotel I've been staying at for probably 15 years, which is kind of sad. And I'm like, should I buy it? I asked them what the price was. It's 20 million. So for those of you out there to think i'm that balling i'm not that balling and that's pretty hefty price tag especially for a hotel that's not doing any money in business during a pandemic (laughs) but i really sincerely hope that they don't sell that hotel and turn it into condos or some bs because it is the last or one of the last like mid-century motels in la they actually film movies there it's super cool spot the pool's rad yes it's got issues they need to buy new beds Um, There's other issues with the hotel, but uh, I'd be sad to see it go. I tell you that. Um, The other thing I saw in L.A. is the homeless problem is crazy. Now, L.A. already had a pretty, pretty gnarly homeless problem. And it's just super sad because of the pandemic. Like there is tent cities all over the city. I'm talking Echo Park, tents everywhere, random sidewalks. You know, typically it was like isolated. You'd see it under the freeways. You'd see it um, certain areas, downtown, Skid Row, all these places. Now it's just everywhere. Nowhere's off limits. Random parking lot full of tents. Random park full of tents. And I feel bad for these people. These are obviously people that, you know, have become homeless during a pandemic, lost their jobs. And now they're out in tents throughout the city. And I think this problem is probably going to get worse, guys. You know, I think there's been a lot of free money going around. So I think as the free money dries up, this problem's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Um, also, you know, probably when you're listening, I'm posting this on Election Day. We don't know what's going to go on. Um, the city is getting boarded up right now. L.A. is getting boarded up. New York's getting boarded up. All major cities, you know. I don't know a lot of store owners in LA well I do know quite a few round two guys they emptied out their stores again so this is what the third time they've emptied out their stores since the beginning of the pandemic Um, a lot of people have been emptying out their stores Rodeo Drive is fully boarded up I heard a friend of mine lives in or she's from New Zealand but lives in LA the New Zealand government had sent out a warning to all New Zealand residents saying if you are in New York during this or if you are in, in any major Sorry, American city during this time you need to like take precautions And what they're referring to is civil unrest uh, People rioting and potential civil war i'm guessing I've heard a lot of other people talk about this I talked to friends in the vintage business who are also worried about this uh, shit Potentially hitting the fan on election day and in the weeks after Now Obviously we know what the rioting and we know what protesting looks like in in America at this current time and day and age. But do we know what a civil war would even look like? I have no idea. What does a civil war even look like in this day and age? Who knows who's on what side? Like how would that even work in our time? I don't really understand how it would go down. I hope it doesn't, sincerely. And only time will tell. You know, I don't really want to get too deep into the politics of it, but uh, we're in some crazy times. The next few weeks, hopefully, won't be as wild as people think, but we shall see. But this is a vintage podcast, right? Let's talk about vintage for a minute. So went down to L.A., hadn't been down to L.A. in eight months, went to our storage locker, cleared it out. We had a lot of great stuff in there, a lot of stuff that had gone up in value because of the pandemic. Vintage boom, vintage hype um, that's going on right now. So sure, we got a lot of great stuff out of our locker. It was cool. I got to set up with the Earthlings at the Melrose Trading Post two Sundays ago. That was a lot of fun. My first experience selling at a flea market since this whole thing went down. It was, a, it was, it was great just to get out there with them. I saw a lot of good friends. I saw my homie Nils of uh, Varsity. Saw Us Vintage came through, saw Shafiq, Um, Nice Shirts, Hank came through, obviously the Earthlings chopped it up with them, um, Animals Los Angeles came through, that was rad. So it was just a great day, got to see people, got to see what the vibe was like in LA. Uh, It was pretty busy, you know, Melrose is popping, a lot of people out, social distancing not so much on Melrose, the flea had good rules in place, so it was cool. Um, but I will say one thing, so there's been so much talk and, uh, so much talk about what's going on in the t-shirt world right now, the vintage t-shirt world and how it's booming. It's crazy. Prices are going wild. I will say that when you going to a flea market like Melrose and Melrose flea market, you know, you expect that the customer there is more educated than probably most flea markets around the country. They're probably more educated. It's L.A. It's Hollywood. They're fashion people. They're movie people. It's the same, though. They still don't get the prices. You know, you still get that same shit. This shirt's $50. This shirt's $50. Yo, Jimmy, he said this shirt's $50. You still have that typical flea market um, mentality where, like, they're not getting the prices. So the vintage t-shirt boom is very isolated to the people who are online in these in the community who get it it's not spreading to the mass market now it's just this is just a total observation i'm putting out there what it's worth i don't know i'm just i'm just giving you my observation now i think it probably will spread to the mass market but it's going to take a lot more than people getting Uh, Getting involved in these virtual fleas. It's going to take like some major media pumping it out there before people really get These prices because right now the only people that understand the prices is the vintage community Just a little observation there tons of fun at the flea More vintage news from LA. Okay, I mentioned us vintage Rocking his hat right here. He made these friendship through t-shirts LA Dodgers They won the World Series when I was down there. Shout out the Dodgers. L.A. is like my second home. So I was stoked for that. Um, And he has set up a really sick showroom with Tried and True. Now they have, uh, it's a freaking huge warehouse in the Arts District of L.A., tried and true's store on melrose is currently closed they shut down that store but you can get appointments appointments with tried and true um you can hit, hit them up on instagram and also us vintage hit him up on instagram go get appointments with them they have a huge showroom tons of great stuff he's always got great vintage skate they got tons of great vintage polo vintage sportswear nike adidas lots of tees and they kind of set up this huge warehouse it's like a Uh, Artists community other dealers in there. There's a screen printer in there. It's pretty rad vibe bring your skate go uh, Beat James in a game of skate, which will be hard because he's a shredder Um, So check them out for sure. I didn't get to go to the earthling showroom. I felt super bad I was super busy doing Frankie stuff Buying vintage from dealers and all my normal stuff. I do in LA. We're basically down there to do a lot of Frankie production We're working on scaling Frankie for those of you that don't know Frankie Collective is my rework brand and um, we're getting pretty big but now we have the fun task of trying to scale a rework company and scaling is the reason that most companies have never done it on a big level we're figuring it out we're working through it but basically it's tricky because you're making every piece is one of a kind Nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody wants to cut t-shirts instead of cutting fabric that's so simple. And, you know, anybody who reworks, anybody who's in this business will tell you that that is the bottleneck. And that's why nobody does it, because it's very time consuming, which means more money costs a lot of money. you got to figure out your own systems. You can't run on the same systems that the fashion world runs on. So... It's tricky, but we're working through it. And that is our goal because our goal is to create big change. We want to end fast fashion. We want to rework to end fast fashion and help save the planet. So we got to figure out these scaling issues. We're working on it. So uh, more news on that. But another interesting thing about the rework business right now is we've had certain items go crazy viral and get crazy popular. Example, one was our mini bags. We create These cute little mini bags out of vintage windbreakers, windbreakers that had holes, stains. We couldn't sell them as is, so we cut them up, make these cute little mini bags. These bags got super popular at the beginning of the year. And then basically what happened was we were dropping these bags every week. We were pumping out like two to three hundred a week. We had so many people making these bags for us and we were making so many in-house ourselves that it caught attention and people started to remake our bags. They started to bootleg our rework bags, but instead of bootlegging it with vintage materials like it's supposed to be, because we're actually utilizing vintage materials and saving vintage materials, they're just making them out of new materials in China. So first of all, they're not reworking at all. They're not reworked. They're not recycling a brand's product. We're making these out of Nike and Adidas bags. We are in-house. And they're just literally counterfeiting nike and adidas and making new fast fashion bags so it's this fucked up cycle of like we're out here reworking to uh help the planet inspire a generation and they took that and basically brought it back to fast fashion and just started pumping out crap again because the the style is cool so wrong it's like this fucked up circle that shouldn't be happening but it is and um super weird to be in this position where they're copying our items back into fast fashion we also had this other brand that we were sending goods to an influencer and she ended up starting her own brand and copied one of our items down to each seam line like we're talking 100 percent copy of one of our items again she took an item that we were reworking saving materials from the landfill and turned it into her own brand item that's totally not at all good for the planet and she even kept the seam lines that we only put in the garment because we had to to make the reworking make sense because when you're reworking you got to cut around zippers and logos and da 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 it was so obvious it's kind of sad it's like taking inspiration and copying are very different things when you take inspiration from a garment you take elements and you build something your own you know what i mean when you copy, you just literally send the pattern to a pattern maker and you're like, make this again. If you're gonna do that, just take inspiration, guys. It's not hard to get a designer, you know, make something your own, don't just copy, you know. I'm not saying you guys would do that, but a lot of people are. It's interesting to be in this position right now. But, you know, our motto at Frankie is we don't really care about this crap because we're gonna stay one step ahead. We're gonna make new products. By the time someone's copying our stuff, It's already out of production for us and we're into the next thing. And that's just how it goes. Every brand gets copied. We recently dropped our Frankie reworked North Face collection, which was a collection of reworked North Face garments, including patchwork pants, patchwork skirt, some cropped jackets, some bags, a few other items. Went really well. We sold out most of the garments within the first few hours as we normally do on Frankie Interesting observation though went out We made a professional video About the project and we really wanted to use this project to bring light to the issues of microplastics polluting our planet now that professional video, probably the most professional video we ever did, gets like no views. Gets no views. I put out a video of me walking through the airport talking shit to the phone and that can get tons of views. Just goes to show you what people actually watch or care and to listen to. It's like when it has an inkling of like corporate uh, like production value, it's like out the door and then all all you guys want is Super homemade slapstick shit. And I get it. That's what I'm good at anyway. So that's what I'm going to keep producing. But I wanted to talk about the issue of microplastics, okay? Because nobody knows about it. And it's important to discuss it and get on the same page. Microplastics are tiny particles of plastic that are polluting our oceans. When any plastic gets broken down over time, it just turns into smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller pieces of plastic. It's not going to, it doesn't disappear, you know, it takes hundreds of years to disappear. So it just keeps breaking down into smaller pieces of plastic. What people don't know is when you wash your clothes, synthetic clothes, fleece, Gore-Tex, polyester, any synthetic fabrics, they are made from oil, which essentially is like a, a derivative of, of a plastic type material, breaks down and sheds microplastics. So when you wash those materials they break down and they shed microplastics into the water. Our washing machines are not set up to actually filter out these types of really microscopic plastics. Now, what happens is they get washed out through our water systems. The cities and towns filtration systems aren't really set up either to filter these out and inevitably they get washed out into lakes, rivers, and oceans. Our oceans are full of microplastics. There's literally no animal, no aquatic animal on this planet that you can probably find at this day and age that doesn't have plastic in their body. That's super sad. That's super sad. There's no animals in the ocean left that don't have plastics in their body. The human race is dumping an equivalent of one full dump truck of plastic into the ocean every minute every minute of every day we're dumping a full dump truck full of plastic into the ocean. How much longer can the world sustain that kind of fucking plastic dumping? It's it's insane. It's insane. Obviously, there's things you can do, and that's why we decided to educate about this problem, okay? First of all, wash your clothes less. Wash your clothes less, you know, if you have if you have a Gore-Tex jacket, like you don't need to wash it that often. You know, same with fleece, like you don't need to wash it that much. Like skip washes with with synthetic fabrics if you can. Another fact that's pretty interesting is the most harm that a piece of clothing will do in its lifetime to the planet is in your home through the washing. The amount of energy and water is wasted through the washing is more than in the production. So, you know, try try to minimize that. Something else you can do is you can wash your synthetic clothes in uh, microplastic catching bags. They're big bags that have a very fine mesh that you put your synthetics into and then you put it into the washing machine. You wash your clothes in the bag. You take your clothes out of the bag after you dry it. And then basically in the bag will be the microplastics that you can then throw in the garbage. You can flip out the bag and throw in the garbage so that they don't go into the water. Better off in the landfill than in the water in our oceans. I will put a link. My friend Tilly has a company called Pearls for the Planet, I believe. And I'll put a link down below. She is producing these bags. There was a brand producing them before, but they were about 40 bucks a bag. Tilly has done it for 20 bucks a bag. Because why should being good to the planet and helping the planet cost you a lot of money? It shouldn't. Link down below go support Tilly, buy one of these bags, support the planet. Another thing is why the fuck doesn't our government mandate filters on our washing machines that catch these microplastic? That is crazy to me. I have no idea. I haven't gotten that deep into this issue, but it's insane. You know, All they'd have to do is mandate the companies like Maytag and whoever's making the washing machines to put the filter on. And just like changing out your lint filter on your dryer, you'd have to change out your filter on your washing machine where you can just dump it in the trash versus let it go into the water system it's crazy but that's the truth about microplastics and you know whatever you guys can do to help please do it also um microplastics in other products like in your in your in your facial scrubs i think they they mandated that Companies stop using microplastics as uh, exfoliant beads in products. But if you ever buy a face soap or something that has exfoliant in it, make sure it's sand or a natural material, not microplastics, okay? Okay, that was my education for the day on that. So I'm coming back with great guests. Obviously, no guests today. Hope this wasn't too boring for you. But I want to talk some shit. I want to get on here and just... Uh, spit what was on my mind okay I have some great guests coming up though I have Alex James co-founder of Pleasures Brand who started off in the vintage business coming on the show that should be coming up I don't know 10 days maybe two weeks max I'm also getting Jesse back on the show my brother Jesse for episode two of the snapback chronicles and episode two of the Polo Archives. So that'll be soon. That'll be like by the end of this week. Um, Sneaker Mo Easy agreed to be on the show. Stoked for that. He just opened up a new store. And lots more guests coming soon. But hit me up, put them in the comments, send me a DM. Who do you want to see on the show? I want guest suggestions. I got lots of ideas myself. But if there's somebody I'm missing, old heads, new heads, whatever heads, if they got cool stories, if they're interesting, You know, I don't know everyone put me on to people people put me on to people People please in the comments down below Okay, like I said, I'm in quarantine for two weeks Um, So I'm gonna be trying to pump out some videos here guys I'm gonna be trying to pump out some videos I want to put out a lot of content I want to get heavier into the content development game Um, I appreciate everyone who's been watching all my stuff Uh, But on that note, I have been getting some haters lately. I have been getting some haters. And, you know, I get haters in the past. And, you know, I guess it, it kind of started to bug me a little bit. It started to bug me. And then I started to think about it more. And, yeah, sure, there's people out there that don't like what I'm doing. People out there that think I'm sharing too much information. All I really want to do is, like, connect with people in the vintage game and hear their stories and hear what's going on. Sure, I share quite a bit of knowledge here and there. But, you know what? It's growing this business. It's helping to grow this business. There's lots of factors that are growing this business. And I know this is one of them. Getting more people involved. People have straight up told me, like, I inspired them to get in the business. Which means more people getting in the business. Which means more customers. Which means we're all doing better. That is my mentality. But, anyway. I've been Getting some haters that aren't down with it. I just want to give an open invitation here. If you're not down with what I'm doing, don't listen to my shit. Like, you don't have to listen to this podcast. You know, you don't have to follow me on Instagram. Like, total open invitation to not just tune me out of your life. I started to also do this with people that weren't on my vibe level. I'm like, if someone's annoying the shit out of me, I'm going to unfollow you. I just don't need that in my life. And <laughs> maybe it's wrong that certain people annoy me. Whatever. I'm going to unfollow people, you know. And this is like the challenge for you guys. Like, cut out the people that aren't bringing you joy or positivity or education or whatever it is that you want if they're just bringing you down cut them out and that 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 includes unfollowing random people that are just wasting your time wasting your energy but back to the haters so yes I just want to say this also it's like I'm going to continue to do what I'm going to do you know I'm not going to let that shit get me down if anything it's like I'm just going to turn it into motivation to, to do more of what I want to do because I can't be motivated in any way by the negativity i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing because i enjoy it i enjoy connecting with people in this business i enjoy doing the podcast i enjoy putting out content you know i've done i've learned a lot in my 15 years in this business and yeah some of it i'm not gonna tell you guys but some of it i am you know i want to share certain things so i'm gonna do it That's it. So open invitation to not fuck with my content and follow the podcast and follow me on Instagram. But I appreciate all of you that are. And yeah. But on that note, you know, if you listen to the podcast that I have a Patreon. And if you want some of the more in-depth stuff, some of the more in-depth tricks and tips and tricks, if you want to review all the content that we put out during the Vintage Mastermind group. If you want to do weekly lives, which we're starting up again, maybe even this week, if not this week, next week, we're starting up weekly lives again. Go check out the Patreon. Connect with the people who are really about sharing and about helping each other. And connect with me on a deeper level. Check out the Patreon. Link is down below. You won't regret it. Lots of great stuff coming there soon. I think that's it. I think that's it for this one. Okay. No guests. I chattered on for 26 minutes here, but lots of cool stuff coming up. Uh, Godspeed, America. I hope that we have a positive outcome here for the next week. And uh, we can all get on with our lives upward and onward 2020 and into 2021. (laughs) All right. See you on the next one.